If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Sometimes in the world of killers, the idea that they can get away with their crimes gets the best of them. Some can't help but return to the scene of the crime. Others keep mementos from their victims stored in their homes. And others taunt investigators by leaving cryptic clues or messages. In the 1980s, Florida would find itself home to a crime that boasted such messages. And it would be one that would go down in the history books as one of the strangest unsolved murders in American history. This is the case known as the Liquid Matthew Murders. My name's Ben. I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Welcome back to Wicked and Grim. Yes, welcome. What'd you think of that intro? Captivating? It was. Has your attention? Our intros always get my attention, but that just means we're doing it right. That's true. We're doing it right. Doing it right. Sorry, that's really terrible. Look my at us. Life. Right before this, we were literally just singing, we are family. We were we were just making up <laughs> our own renditions. So here we are again. Yeah, you know, it's just never a dull moment in this tiny home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the case today is an unsolved one. Mm-hmm. And I'm guaranteeing you now it's going to piss Nicole off. Yeah. Apparently, that's just what's going down today. 100% gonna piss you off. I'm like, I'm, I'm re- slapping money on it right now. I'm really looking forward to this shit. Um, I felt like I wanted to be pissed the fuck off today. I I wanted to piss you off today. <laughs> that that was my goal with this one. Oh my gosh. Uh, but no, this, this, this case seems really interesting to me. Um, there's certain things about it, which I can't say yet because we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things about it that are frustrating, aggravating, entertaining and interesting all in the same boat and we're going down to florida again we are going down to florida again mm-hmm. um and or we i also, guess i guess just wait the last time we went to florida i think that was our patreon was it the florida man that was patreon was it a patreon one i think so okay i think so well um we are gonna be going to florida again here i'll touch on that here shortly um but i do also want to give a quick shout out to patreon 
mm. and our patrons over there. Mm-hmm. So we always have patrons who sign up every week for Which Patreon, join us over there. And we have a bunch more people who signed up this week. So this week we have Allison Ribeiro. She, she told me I was going to pronounce her name wrong. So we'll see. So um, I'm going to try one more time just to make sure. Allison Ribeiro. I was like, should I roll the R? And she's like the first one. So I think I think I might have got it. In one of those tries, yeah. I, I probably, that sounded pretty good. Allison's probably laughing her ass off right now at me. <laughs> Sorry, Allison. Appreciate you uh, helping us out and how to say your name. Um, so we, Allison signed up. We also have Rosie, Joseph Staten, Megan Groves. Shout out to Megan, friend, local. Um, and Kimber Long. Right on. All signed That's up for a good Patreon list. this week. It is. I like it. Um, and over on Patreon this week, we also had everyone do a little bit of a a vote a vote mm-hmm. want to tell us about that well just basically trying to let people choose our next case well it's not going to be our next one because the next one we already have started our research process but like maybe one after that or yeah. the one after that It'll, i don't know but very soon in the next few weeks and um yeah we got recommendations and then we kind of picked the top recommendations and then we had a vote on those and out of that vote the top case was Maddie Clifton. There I wasn't go. I wasn't going to actually say, but I thought maybe, you know what, screw it. Let's say it. So Patreon selected the case of Maddie Clifton going to be coming up in the next few weeks. So if you like that case, was you it, know that case. Was I haven't looked recently at how the voting ended up being. Was it close? It was like 50%. Oh, Maddie, really? Maddie was okay. a clear, clear winner out of the top okay. three. So. And I need to Google that one. I'm not even sure what it is. Uh, that's another one that I haven't looked at either. Yeah. So there's a lot of cases out there. And for us, I mean, we're researching all the time. They, they kind of blur together sometimes. So chances I, are we do know this case. It's just not. Possibly. But then we also did realize that we're not quite as uh, as true crime fanatics oh, as we thought we were. Oh, that's true. 100%. <laughs> no, you guys out there are way more into this. Yeah. I'm not into it. Like we're just as into it. But you're way more knowledgeable than us. Yeah. We we do our research on these cases and that's like crazy. Cool. We learned a lot where you guys are like, yeah, we knew all that already. <laughs> so, Yeah. But that's cool though. That's good. Um, there is actually also something crazy cool that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Great White North. The Great White North. We had a a, in wi- the a wild encounter on our our doorstep here. It was the cutest one of the cutest things I've ever witnessed in it, my entire life. It was pretty adorable. Yeah. So out our front door, just across um, like the our walkway to our entrance, whatever, on the other side of our fence yeah. that we have for our dog, um, we have our our quad, mm-hmm. our four wheeler. Yeah. Stored there for the winter. And uh, our dog's just staring at it. Yeah. For like an hour. Well, she's a little hunter. She uh, she likes to yeah. to make animals feel uncomfortable. And I was like right away, I'm like, oh, there's probably a mouse starting to make a home somewhere yeah. in that quad. This is going to be fun. Which isn't good. It could cause some damage. Oh, it can. Especially if they chew on wires or something. Yeah. But it was far worse than a mouse. Cause, well, because it, it was a weasel. Yeah. And the, and the weasel could do a lot. ferret. Well, a ferret is a large weasel, basically. Yeah. Um, but A little white weasel. These weasels could do way more damage than a mouse. So, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know just how you're describing this. It's so funny. But anyway, I'm going to take over because you just keep pausing. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to jump in. I just feel like I'm just telling the anyway, whole story. So, Riff's after this quad. Just, she'll sit there for days just staring at it at the quad with this weasel in there, yeah. right? And 
so we're like, hey, we're going to go out there and try to get this weasel out. But first, it just like at one moment popped. Where did it pop out from? Under the seat, kind of. Right, It was right at the steering column, right where the steering goes down under by the gas tank. Yeah. There's a little gap there and it popped its head out there. Just this tiny little white weasel and it was like. And it was the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it did it like four times. Popped its head out, squeak, gone. Popped yes. his head, squeak, gone. Just like telling Ripley off, being like, fuck you, and then gone. Yeah, like- It was hilarious. I can't believe that it would stick up for itself to like this. I mean, Rip's on a huge dog, yeah. but still, she would well, eat it. to be fair though, to be fair. You're all about the to be fair. To be fair. Um, weasels are mean. They will fight your fucking well, dog. Well, I know, you kind of made me afraid of it. So then when we were trying to get out of the quad, I was like, shit, like- Oh, no, they, they will take off, but they will also stand their ground. Yeah. You know we, what I mean? We kind of had it surrounded. So then I stepped back and we did end up being able to get out of the quad. But yeah. yeah. So Rip would have killed that thing in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. She would have shredded it. But that weasel would have fought back. It wouldn't have fought for long, but it would have fought back. Mm -hmm. But that was an encounter and a half. That was. Yeah. That was interesting. It's little face with its little. Was yeah. So freaking adorable. My yeah. gosh. I kind of wanted to keep it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Could you imagine having that in a tiny home? Oh, I don't think it would last in here. No. One of our, a Kiwi or a Rip would kill it. <laughs> or me or you just being annoyed. Unless, could you imagine just going to bed at night? This little thing pops his head out of the blankets. Sweet. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our encounter. We just wanted to share that story with you guys because we thought it was funny. Yeah, so. it was really, really cute. Should we get to the podcast? We digress a little bit here. So. I think so. Let's let's go. All right. So as we I'm mentioned. I'm ready to be pissed off, apparently. <laughs> you are going to be pissed off. As we mentioned, though. We're going to Florida. Florida. And we, we talked about different stuff with Florida before. Um, it's a state known around the world for many different things and many different reasons. As we have mentioned, interesting headlines. Florida man, for mm -hmm. example, right? Yep. Now, Florida also just so happens to be home of this very strange case known as the Liquid Matthew Murders. Okay. Okay. Any idea on why it would be called the Liquid Matthew Murder? I've already been kind of wondering... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go there. Cause okay. like what happens if I say something really fucked up? Fair enough. I just realized I forgot that. Oh yeah. Man. So let's get into Look it. at all those sips you could have already had. I just got to catch up, I guess. Liquid what? Sorry, Matthew? Liquid Matthew murder. Matthew murder. Okay. okay. So this story takes us back 40 years into 1983. Florida residents across the state were beginning to wake up as the sun rose and they found themselves with a mystery almost directly lifted from the pages of a Sherlock Holmes book hmm. placed upon them. Everyone, you know, started their day, the sun rising, getting ready for work. But early in that morning, two joggers out of Hylia, Miami, were out for their morning jog, probably living a much healthier lifestyle than I ever will. It's always the joggers or the dog walkers, man. I know, right? Being out Those there. Those early risers. This just makes me not want to be an early riser. Yeah. So they were doing their thing. It was out on December 6th of 1983. Now, while their feet hit the pavement with each step, they eventually led them to find a man laying face down in an almost empty parking lot. Now, once in a while, people have, you know, such a fun evening that the next morning they wake up in fairly peculiar places. <laughs> that's to be I, fair, right? I can't say that's ever happened to me. I've never woken up in a parking lot. Well, given this is Florida with such extravagant titles with the Florida man sort of mm -hmm. thing, right? A parking lot doesn't seem like it's too far-fetched to be waking okay. up after a bender, right? However, as the two joggers approached the motionless man laying face down, it became increasingly clear 
that he wasn't just passed out drunk. He was most undoubtedly dead. Deceased? Hmm. Yes. The two joggers called the discovery of the body into the police and found themselves the center of a murder investigation. Dang. When investigators arrived on the scene, it would be Sergeant David Miller who would be piecing together what would become one of the most confusing and yet strikingly simple investigations in Florida's history. At the scene, barriers were immediately set up to help contain and prevent crime scene contamination. Then the investigation officially began. They searched for blood, footprints, clues, all shapes and sizes, whether it was a murder weapon or anything that could lead them the right path. Mm -hmm. They took crime scene photos and interviewed the two joggers who found the man. It was immediately clear that the man had been strangled to death. Oh, geez. And an estimated time death was also able to be determined fairly quickly. It was likely that he passed away and was killed the evening before and laid there on the cold ground to be discovered in the light of the due day. All night, hey? Yep. Now, being that his death most likely took place in the dark, investigators were not really able to find anyone who was, you know, seeing any suspicious activity. Right. A, it's dark. You can't see shit. Yep. B, there's not many people around because they're all at home, Mm -hmm. you know, sleeping. sleeping. And despite their searching, there wasn't much immediate apparent evidence as far as things went either. Thankfully, though, due to the victim's belongings, they did learn his name. His name was, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sorry, but I'm going to try my best here. Francisco Patino Guterres, a sailor from Colombia. Now, Francisco was on a cargo ship. He had been working and they recently docked in Panama. And Francisco had found himself at the wrong end of a pair of hands, clearly, who had strangled him and left him there in the parking lot. But the question is, why? Mm-hmm. What had happened? We know he was strangled. We know he came in from a boat. But how did he get there in between? And who had a motive to kill him? Exactly. Yeah. I was expecting his name to be like Matthew or something. <laughs> Just so wait. Now this title makes zero sense to me. So I'm I'm okay. I'm oh, going to listen. We're getting there. Okay. Don't you worry. Okay. So these were the sort of questions that Sergeant David Miller and his team of inv- investigators were trying to find out. Now, unfortunately for them, though, the investigation would come to a screeching halt when a bright flash of light across the sky, followed by a deep rumble of thunder echoing above, and then all hell broke loose, came upon them. Oh, like a thunderstorm? Yep. Oh, shit. Massive rains began suddenly pouring down and practically flooded the crime scene, making it nearly impossible to physically work on the scene any longer. And the investigators were forced to go home for the rest of the evening. Oh, I've never even thought of something like that happening. Yeah, it could wash a whole shit ton away. Holy, yeah. I do remember watching CSI back in the day, and that happened in an episode. Actually, yeah, that that rings a bell too. Yeah, and I think that's why you'll see a lot of modern day crime scene investigation photos. They, They often have tents set up in areas where at all possible, but even still, it's not foolproof, right? Yeah, even if there was like a torrential downpour, it would still be wrecking stuff. Yeah, well, imagine a crime happens in the middle of a rainstorm, Mm -hmm. or it's just normally raining. Yeah. It's going to wash away blood immediately. That blood's not staying there on the sidewalk. It's getting washed away. Yeah, you'd have nothing left. Yeah. Wow. 
I mean, that would be some luck, really, on the killer side. No kidding. So, investigators returned the next morning. There was little hope of finding any evidence mm-hmm. that it survived the sudden storm. But they were hopeful. They went out there, they crossed their fingers, and they began searching. Now, they were going through the wet crime scene to see what may have survived, hoping that something, anything, weathered the storm. Mm-hmm. And it didn't actually take them too long to find something oh, man. in the strangest of places. Okay, what did they find? Well, it was only meters away, and I mean meters away, from where Francisco's body had been discovered, where they found the clue. This wasn't just any clue, though. It wasn't something that someone would unintentionally leave behind. Not a cigarette butt or a footprint or a hair. This was intentionally Mm -hmm. left. And it sparked Sergeant David Miller on a search for clues in what would quickly turn into the crime scene, like in which Florida would never have seen before. This is what he found. He found on taped to the back of a no dumping sign was a note. Oh my gosh. Something that shouldn't have survived a rainstorm either. However, whoever had left the note had sealed it in a plastic bag, almost like they had seen the storm coming and prepared for it beforehand. They looked at the weather network before. Almost like that, yeah. Hmm. So he looks up, they find this note tagged to the back of a sign, weatherproofed, ready to go, waiting for him. Such bullshit, though. Like, murders and, like, killing someone... It's not a game. Like people, when when they leave shit like that intentionally, like they're just making it a game, which is kind of just makes you feel a little gross. Yeah. I do want you to remember that specifically, what you just said, okay? Oh, like, because it's going to get grosser. I just want you to remember that. Awesome. Okay. Now, the note was only slightly damp and certainly in good enough condition for the investigators to open up and read the typed out message left on the crime scene photo or crime scene note. Sorry. So what's it say? What do we got here? Well, to read what is said, I want to bring in Jacko. Oh, once you're back on the track, you'll travel in night. So prepare your old self for a terrible fright. Now the motive is clear and the victim is too. You've got all the answers. Just follow the clues. So it's like a real life scavenger hunt. Pretty much. Yikes. Usually scavenger hunts are like fun. <laughs> this is like not fun. Well, yeah. Jaws were Jeff definitely dropped when they were reading this note. They're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And whoever left it literally seemed to be taunting investigators with this like cryptic riddle. And now serial killers do like who do leave these clues. They do taunt or tease authorities. That's kind of their mm-hmm. what they're getting after. Like it is a game. Like it is a scavenger hunt. That's because lights them up. Yeah. The guys that do this, they believe they are smarter than authorities. And so it's their way of showing like, you can't catch me. Mm-hmm. But, but was this a taunting message left behind by Francisco's murderer? Or was it maybe just a hoax left behind by someone during the rainstorm who caught wind of the investigation and wanted to leave a, a fun riddle at the investigator's expense no that's kind of the question they were i think it was the murderer you think so for sure 100 percent. well the investigators weren't 100 percent. they weren't sure but they certainly were in a hurry to find out Mm -hmm. they didn't have much physical evidence from the night before but they did have something that would help them figure out if this note was 
real, if it was posted during the rainstorm in their absence or not. They had crime scene photos. So they went back in the photos they took. Shit. And looked at the photos. And it wasn't there. This person was probably just sitting in their fucking car watching. I hate that. The note was there. Oh, okay. The note was there in their crime scene. <laughs> Here I'm already just like overreacting. Ben said I'm going to be mad. Is this the part where I'm mad? <laughs> <laughs> the note was legitimately there at the time of the murder. Oh, okay. So investigators, they needed to find some answers. They needed to piece it together. So thinking back, once you're back on track, you'll travel in night. What could it mean? Now back I, on the boat. Well, I'm not so sure. I don't, I can't get inside Sergeant David Miller's head here, mm-hmm. but in about an hour or so, he did figure it out. An impressive feat for a note that's as cryptic as it is, potentially left behind by a killer who clearly imagined themselves with the fucking real life from Riddler from Batman. Yeah. Um, but he had a feeling that if he followed his clues, he would find another piece of the puzzle. And his gut proved to be right when he found a second note only a few minutes down the road from where the first note had been found. Okay, so I assumed it would be kind of further away, but okay. Well, he came across a speed limit sign and found another plastic bag taped to the back of it. Oh. And, I mean, you can guess what was inside that plastic bag, of course. The note, right? Yeah. Now, back on track, I'm assuming, must have meant on the road. So I'm thinking someone traveling a certain direction, a certain flow of maybe a highway or something. Right. Okay. And that sign would certainly be visible in the reflective night from vehicles passing by in headlights. Right. So that's kind of where I'm thinking he got this from, but I'm not certain how he deciphered to go this direction and find it on the sign. Hmm. He figured it out. I don't know what was going on in his head, but that's what happened. Well, it's lucky that they had someone that's good at riddles on this case. Right. Within an hour, he had it figured out. Like, that's really good. That is really good. So he's he's doing awesome. Yeah. Shout out to him. Now, the message this time only raised more questions rather than reassuring the investigators that they were on the right track. Now, this note, again, bringing in Jacko. Yeah. This note read this. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Yes, Matthew is dead, but his body not felt. Those brains were not Matt's because his body did melt. For Billy threw Matt in some hot boiling oil to confuse the police for the mystery they did toil. Huh. 
Huh? Yeah. I'm confused as shit now. And you should be. <sighs> like, he did they say two names in there? Two names. Matthew and Billy? Billy and Matthew, Matthew and Billy, yes. And that is not the name of the friggin' person that is dead. Correct. So by Matthew could potentially be a whole other victim that they've yet to find. And how does wow. this tie Francisco into it? Huh, that's terrifying almost. Because then it's like, Brig, how many victims do we have here? Like, exactly. what is this? Exactly. Huh. And this guy's freaking crazy, like psycho. And what did you say earlier that I said I don't want you to forget what you said? Should I forgot? <laughs> I knew you forgot it. What the hell did I say? You're basically saying that these guys playing a fucking sick game and it's not a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It make you feel sick or make you yeah. feel gross. Gross. Made you feel gross. Yeah. I did remember. <laughs> you had helped me. Good job. <laughs> I should have a notebook. They just write. Ben told me to remember this. Yeah. So this is sick. And it seems so bizarre. As if someone was trying, honestly, in my opinion, too hard to be clever with what they're writing to the point that it didn't make sense anymore. Mm -hmm. If they took the note at face value, investigators were looking at another victim and his remains may not be so easily found because it sounds like Matthew could very well be in, well, a liquid state. Like because they boiled. In oil. Okay. And that is actually kind of where my head went with that title. And yeah. I was like, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to sound like. Well, I mean, a lot of us have seen Breaking Bad. We know that people, you know, certain acids, yeah. certain compounds and bodies. And yeah, so. Breaking Bad's a good show. It is a good show. Now, this time investigators, though, regarding the clues, were at a loss. Mm -hmm. They weren't able to unravel these cryptic messages and this riddle and what they were talking about. They didn't have any answers. They couldn't come up with anything. And the case was darker and stranger as the more they thought about this. They potentially had a serial killer out there. Yeah. It seemed very random, really. Oh, yeah. It was not what I was expecting. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So investigators worked trying to figure it out, trying to make sense of it for days. And they were unable to make any headway. They managed to figure out, you know, the first one, nice and quick. But the mm -hmm. second one, baffled. Well, it's almost, I, it's probably... A, f a fear too that they're just waiting for a Matthew to show up or or something deceased or missing or something yeah. right like that's terrifying <clears throat> well and they're also going against the clock because who knows if this individual is going to strike again and they're going to yeah. get another note with another body right yeah who's to say we clearly have someone as you said it's a sick game yeah like this is just not a good situation yeah Ugh. well it was almost a week later that Sergeant David Miller made a call he decided they were going to release the second note to the public and enlist their help in solving the cryptic crime. Okay. So he sent it out to be published in the local press when they waited. Hmm. They sat back and said, let's hope someone might have the insight they need mm -hmm. to crack this code. Someone could know something. Yeah. Well, and even still, you might have someone who might even, even be able to look at it a different perspective and come up with an idea. Yeah. Now, the Liquid Matthew case, as it was printed in the press, came to be an overnight sensation with amateur detectives and sleuths all across uh, the nation. Okay. Putting their minds together to catch the mysterious murderer and stop them before they could strike again. Yeah. And it didn't take long before investigators would receive a phone call from someone who was able to help decipher the note. Okay. And the call didn't come from a would-be detective or newspaper puzzle addict either. Who was it? The call came from the very person 
who left the note. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. My head did not go there. No? Not at all. <laughs> what the frig? Because it's like this person is probably thinking this is <clears throat> taking too long. I'm just going to help them so they can find the next clue and we can move on. Oh, you think so? Uh, you think that's what's going on? Yeah. Remember how I said you were going to get pissed off? Yeah. Did I just nail it? No. Oh. You're far from it. Oh. And I'm going to tell you why. And you're about to learn why I'm going to say you're going to get pissed off. Okay, I'm ready. The man on the phone told law enforcement that he had seen a copy of the riddle in the public press and wanted to let them know that he had written it along with the first note as well. But that isn't all he had to say. In fact, the man on the phone went as far as actually giving investigators his full name and his home address. Weird. But why would the person who wrote these notes simply turn himself in? Well, as you just said, it's weird. Well, he's probably turning someone in that's not him. Oh, he was. It was his real name. It was his real address. The man was a leader of a local church youth group. And according to him, the notes had been part of an event that his local church ran every Halloween. The notes were clues for a murder mystery scavenger hunt meant to send participants through the city to try and solve it for fun and was actually run by four local churches, not one mysterious mastermind on a murderous rampage. Okay, so this note wasn't even like had anything to do with this person in the parking lot then. Correct. La fuck. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, it's good that they put that out there then. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. Something they would never have... Oh, like what the the wasted resources. <laughs> I'm sorry, but okay. You pissed off? Not as pissed off as I thought I would be. Um, but that's interesting. Like it's almost comical, but not. Well, the man had claimed he had wrote the clues, then knew that the weather might turn worse for the rain in the forecast on Halloween night. Yeah. So he sealed them in plastic bags and taped them to the back of the street sign so he could survive the weather. Now, as it turns out, it's true. Another storm had struck on Halloween night that year. And since it did occur, the scavenger hunt had been called off early and the participants went home, leaving the leftover notes behind. Just left them there. They should probably yeah. have gone and like collected them. No, nope, they were just left behind, okay. taped there and left. And they never went back to retrieve them. And here now they're like clues to a murder. <laughs> it seems wow. that way. <laughs> The oh. notes had been on the back of those signs for months, surviving wind, rain, in their plastic bags until the fateful December when a very real murder and alive Francisco just so happened to be fallen victim right beneath them. Wow. Can you think that they would look pretty weathered though? Like you would think they wouldn't look <clears throat> like they were just put there. So I, I, I don't know. I found that weird. Well, thought. how long does plastic deteriorate? In a month or two? Well, they would be like dusty or dirty. Rain. It just rained. I guess. Huh. Maybe I'll have to test this. You'll come home tomorrow with plastic bags around the, <laughs> around the yard testing this. Well, any, any sort of weathering that would have occurred, you could have explained it with the rain. Oh, the note is wet. Well, it just rained. Yeah. The plastic bag isn't hanging on very well anymore. Well, it just rained. The storm kind of washed some of the tape away. I gotta use some good tape. It's blowing in the wind. Who knows what? Could have used good tape, yeah. I mean, this is a whole, it's, it's a far-fetched story as far as the police were concerned, though. So to confirm, investigators called another church and other church leaders in the area as well. And they were actually able to confirm the identity of the caller and his story as well. 
Huh. So that's bizarre. Yeah. It turns out that the notes had absolutely nothing to do with Francisco's oh, murder. Wow. They had nothing to do with actually anything really at all. Nothing real anyways. Um, but what exactly did that mean for Francisco's murder and investigation? My gears are really turning here. That's wild. Well, first we do know there's no real serial killer on the loose. There's no notes being left behind, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be just like a one-off death. So Matthew is not in danger here. Matthew is not in danger, which is good. So at least no one was leaving behind riddles, taunting investigators. But the remaining questions were left. Why had a real person been murdered mm -hmm. and left in this parking lot? Well, to explain why that had happened, the investigators actually didn't have to look very far. Instead of chasing these mysterious cryptic notes, investigators turned to the ship Francisco arrived on. The cargo ship yeah, had Francisco as he cruised into the country and docked in Panama, or so they initially thought. The truth of the ship was that it had come into American waters, and port authorities stormed the ship before it could ever get to shore. They had taken control of it, and people who were on board the ship were led ashore. However, the goods and everything were seized because authorities had good reason to suspect it was part of a drug smuggling scheme. Oh, okay. And while aboard, they found 11 pounds or five kilograms of cocaine on the ship. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. No one on the crew had been arrested yet. Like I said, a lot of them were led ashore and authorities were actually in the process of figuring out which crewmates were involved in the drug smuggling scheme, the whole crime. A lot of them might not even have known. Exactly. That, that was what they're carrying. So they're trying to figure out who's who, who's involved. Yeah. And in the midst of all this, Francisco got murdered. Huh. So this could have looked like another coincidence at first, but Francisco was still on their list of suspects as far as the drug ring went when he was found dead in that parking lot. Well, okay. And after the mysterious note part, but that aside, his involvement in the drug smuggling scheme was confirmed. Hmm. So the leading theory was that when the missing shipment of cocaine did not arrive, Francisco was in hot waters with some local drug cartel. Oh my gosh. And ultimately it cost him his life. You know, that honestly kind of makes sense too, because Lots of times people that are like that, they they just kind of kill someone. They just leave them there. Like, it's yeah. just like whatever. They're not even like trying to hide their crime whatsoever. Yeah. But then this, this note situation just like. Threw it for a fucking loop. Put them on a wild goose chase. It was just shit. Right? Like, yeah, it just delayed the process. It's pretty good that they were still able to like go about finding this out. Yeah. But and what are the odds of actually having these fucking scavenger hunt notes taped right there by a body. Yeah. And then having a, an investigator actually solve the first one too. Yeah. Because he didn't have the steps leading up to it. Oh my gosh. It's just lucky. And that could have cost them, them solving this all together. Really. Oh, it could have. Because it, it took so much time. Yeah. Um, away from them searching other paths and other like things that might have happened. Yeah, hundred percent. It detracted from them for sure. Yeah. And then also on top of it, I mean, the crime scene was basically washed away yeah. in a giant storm. Um, but yeah, the goose chase, the false leads. Who knows how long it could have delayed and potentially disrupted this entire case. Yeah. But I'm assuming these people probably still got away with this. 
Well, Francisco's case was closed on December 19th, 1983, only 13 days after his body was found. But it has forever been tied with the now legendary and infamous, infamous Liquid Matthew murderer case. And though his case was closed or is closed, yes, his killer got away with murder. Wow. Wow. So it is a closed case, but it is technically to this day unsolved. That's like the biggest piss off right there. Yep. That they just like got away with this. Yep. And okay, sorry, was the notes called? Okay, I just needed to clarify this name situation here. Was the case or the the person in those letters was called Matthew? Correct. And like he was going to be like liquid. So that's why it's like liquid Matthew. Correct. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's a bizarre case. Yeah, this is so bizarre. Okay. I can hear the gears turning. They're really turning because I don't think at any moment and time in this case, I could have predicted shit of what was going to happen. I know. There's nothing I could have predicted. In all honesty, if you remove the, the scavenger hunt notes from this case, the case is 10 seconds long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, it's probably a lot like other cases where yeah. they get away with the shit because – Drugs are involved and it's scary people and yeah. yeah. So essentially this individual got away with murder potentially because of the wild goose chase, the washed away evidence, but also potentially because they know they're just not going to catch this guy. I Who think, the fuck is it? I think they would have gotten away with it regardless. I think so too. Yeah. Huh? So that is, well, now known as the Liquid Matthew murder case. I shouldn't. I, okay, I'm not laughing in regards to this at all, but I'm just like thinking that the church probably did not continue playing that game in future years. <laughs> that I, is my, my, that's how I'm ending my thoughts of this case. I'm assuming that the church did not get charged with any sort of obstruction of justice or anything. Oh, like I that. don't think so. Um, I mean, maybe they got charged with fucking littering. I, who knows? I doubt it. But even still, it's like, that could have gone so sour. Yeah. Could have gone so – because they're lucky they figured this out and have a case still solved within 13 days. Well, yeah. They're lucky that the guy decided to put it out to the media because if they just kept like trying to solve this, gosh. It, it could have been like a fucking Zodiac killer situation. Years yeah. down the road, we're still trying to decipher this shit. Yeah. And here it's just some scavenger hunt put on by someone mm-hmm. in a youth group. Yeah. So it honestly seems like the stars kind of just like align so much in this – this case for me like that it just things happened for reasons and it's lucky they happened oh yeah and it's it baffles me that it was solved within 13 days yeah and i also want to draw attention to how fucking ridiculous those clues were this is for a youth group Mm -hmm. what kind of kids are gonna be able to solve this shit well or should they even be thinking about like a body being boiled (laughs) That too, but it took a professional detective <laughs> one hour to cipher one clue. Well, yeah, but like we sa- said, he doesn't have the backstory or there was probably, pro- or he was kind of solving them and not, not in an order. And so it makes sense. Still. Yeah. But so, I like, I just think that if he didn't put it out with the media, they would have probably spent months, months on this. I have a feeling it would have been years. Yeah. I have a feeling that if it wasn't put out to media, it would have been one of those things that's going to be sitting on a police officer's desk where the couple guys are working on it, working on it. They're going around talking to people. 
public doesn't really know about these notes, trying to keep them quiet. Sure, maybe it's getting leaked a little bit here and there, but general public doesn't see them for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. General public hasn't read freaking Zodiac Killer's notes, right? Mm -hmm. Or seen them or whatever. Not that you can read them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would have been probably years. And by the time it even is to the point where these individuals could have read it, they probably fucking don't remember anyways. Yeah. Wow. Just the amount of money that could have cost is unbelievable. But then also it's someone did did die here. And that's. Oh, that is terrible. So sad. I mean, yeah, his I don't even think. Yeah, his death wouldn't have probably even made the news other than all this crazy shit that happened here. Right. I'm sure his death would have still. It would have, but not in like the sense where it's like on a true crime podcast and stuff. Yeah. What I sort of mean. But yeah. Fair enough. Super sad. Yeah. It is. But I mean, honestly, you find yourself in a bad situation with drugs like that. That's Ugh. it seems like that's kind of the world. I mean, I don't I don't say anyone deserves to be murdered. Don't get me wrong here. No. However, he's kind of putting himself in that that kind of situation. You know, it's unfortunately, it's kind of part of the business, you know? Yeah, that is just scare. I would just be so scared shitless. Oh, yeah. Don't do breaking bad shit. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, right. That That's, that's yeah. how we're going to end this. Yep. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you um, enjoyed that episode. Hopefully it didn't piss you off too much. It didn't piss Nicole off as much as I thought. Yeah, it didn't actually super piss me off. There was parts of it, but it's just like, like, I think, the fuck? I, I, that should be the saying of this podcast. I thought you were going to be all like, are you fucking kidding me? We just went through all that for nothing. Like, I thought that was going to be your attitude. Well, if it was years or months, I think my attitude would be like that more so. But it was quite quick, right? So, Well, I meant you having to sit here and listen to me talk about it. Oh, <laughs> no, I enjoy listening to you talk. I thought you would have gotten ramped up and everything and been like, fuck, now we just start over. And um, by the way, I did tell you, remember, remember that thing you said? And I said, remember that? Mm-hmm. You said this isn't some sort of sick game? Yeah. Oh, it was a game. It was a scavenger hunt. You even said scavenger hunt, in fact. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, so I did predict something then. Unknowingly. That was exactly what it is. And it was really hard for me to bite my tongue and keep that quiet. Wow. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> well, well, you said it wasn't. So it was the exact opposite of what you were saying. No, I think I, I, I did good. Yeah. I did well here. You did good. Hopefully you guys did too. Um, if you want to check anything out for our social media, website, whatever, it's all in the description of this podcast. You can even go down there and find Patreon. And there you can sign up for some behind the scenes content, get on our Discord server, you name it. Exclusive nice. episode at the end of the month for our all access patron tier. There you go. Yeah. Or if you just want to chill out here and listen this episode, next episode, that is cool too. We appreciate you just the we same. We appreciate you all. So until uh, next week. Stay wicked. <laughs>